TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Good morning, Diaria! It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's five and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on! Oh, yeah. It's a hump day on the pregame show. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to this beautiful Wednesday. Hope all of you are doing well if you're just getting off work, getting ready for work, still on work, and you're listening on your break. Appreciate you choosing this station, choosing me, Joe Spadoni. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Man, we got a lot to get into. Steve Kerr had his exit interview with the Golden State Warriors yesterday. We have a winner in the Victor Wembenyama sweepstakes, and the Western Conference Finals get underway up in Denver. Nuggets taking care of business. Got a little hairy late there for them, but the Joker, he has a triple-double. Was it halfway through the third quarter last night as the Nuggets take a 1-0 series lead there, but you know the drill, folks. You know the number to get involved. 888-957-9570 is that number. The Comcast business text line is always open as well. Same number. Call or text 888-957-9570. Twitch and YouTube, we are up and streaming live there. Just search 95.7 The Game in your search bar. Like, subscribe, all that jazz. What are we at right now? How many subscribers are we at 95.7 The Game? 36,000? We can get to 40 soon. Come on. We're better than that. Need to get to 100K by the end of the year. Can we do it? We'll find out. Pre-game show's doing numbers. Tell you that. Good morning to Nicole, No Cap, Kate, Brandon, Alguero on the YouTube chat. Appreciate all y'all chiming in at this hour of the day. And listen, I said it right off the top, and I mean it. Steve Kerr had a lot to say about how this season went for the Golden State Warriors, and we're going to be playing that sound, reacting to it. We had Anthony Slater join the Morning Roast yesterday. He had some interesting thoughts on the future of Bob Myers, the president of basketball operations for the Golden State Warriors, whether he stays or goes. Heading into next season, his contract is up at the end of June, so we will wait and see on that. Just so many different layers. And again, this is the place you want to be, this station, for all your Golden State Warriors off-season talk This is the station. Hell, we have a freaking host summit going on next Monday, 4 to 6. We got all the hosts getting together, (laughs) except for your boy. That's all right. After eight hours, I do not want to drive out to Walnut Creek for another four. But from 4 to 6, next Monday, you're going to want to be there. I'm not prepared, clearly, because I don't know the exact location. It's in Walnut Creek. And it's our Warriors Summit. As I vamp, vamp, vamp. Great production, Joe. Great job this morning at 5.03 a.m. But we'll get there. There we go. Warriors Summit live from Bon Vino. May 22nd from 4 to 6. All hosts will be on at the same time discussing the Warriors offseason. Bon Vino and Walnut Creek, 1501 North Broadway, Suite 138. And the show will be open to the public. Yes. Be there, B-Square, P-1s, if you're in this chat right now, if you can make it. Hell, I know some of you, I know we're international, fly in. 
Come on, Morali. Go on, Vic. My guy's out in Holland, out in India, out in London. Fly in for a two-hour show in Walnut Creek. Worst places you can be at on a Monday. Hope the traffic's not bad. 888-957-9570. P-Rock to P1. Hey, Spadoni, how about those nuggies? It's a good win. It's a plucky win for those Denver Nuggets. They won the game they had to. They could not have gone down 0-1 to the Los Angeles Lakers in the first game. I think that series would have been a wrap. Now the Lakers will try to lick their wounds and get back into it tomorrow. It's every other day now. It's going to be hard for older guys like LeBron James, and especially at that altitude, it's going to be even more difficult. But I love that game. Listen, there's no such thing as moral victories in sports. There's going to be adjustments. Hachimura, I thought, played his ass off last night for the Los Angeles Lakers. Needed a hell of a job on Jokic late. I don't think that's going to be a game plan for the entire game, but for that quarter, it allowed the Lakers to get back into it. AD, he was awesome on the offensive end. LeBron just had a bad quarter. He had a really bad quarter. He had an opportunity to tie the game late after being down 20 for what felt like the entire game, but you looked up at the scoreboard with a couple minutes left, it's like, oh my God, the Lakers going to win this game? They didn't. Nuggets hang on, and they take a 1-0 seriously, but that's going to... This series is going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I think it has the potential to go seven. And if it does go seven, I favor the Los Angeles Lakers in this. But we shall see. Big win for the Nuggets last night. A win they needed to have to eventually try to win this series and get to the NBA Finals. The Eastern Conference Finals, they start tonight. Heat at Celtics. Cannot wait for that one. Again, this is a bubble rematch Conference Finals from 2020. So are we going to have another... Heat Lakers, are we going to have a flip for, uh, flip inverse of that? Are we going to have Celtics Nuggets? What's the sexiest matchup we can get? It's Lakers-Celtics, right? And if you believe in the script writers, that's what's going to happen. But the script writers were on one last night, folks. Victor Wembanyama goes to the San Antonio Spurs. They win the Wemby sweepstakes. Oh, that tough luck organization down in San Antonio. Man, those that plucky that plucky little underdog. It's not like they've gotten the number one pick in the past and gotten David Robinson or Tim Duncan. Oh wait, they did. And now they get what some are calling what Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN is calling the greatest prospect for a team sport in history. The greatest prospect in a professional team sport in history. Victor Wembenyama. Not John Elway. Not Trevor Lawrence. Hell, not Caleb Williams coming up. Not Andrew Luck. Not Peyton Manning. Not Bo Jackson. Hell, not Shohei Otani, I guess. Not LeBron James. Not Kobe, not Michael Jordan. No. Not Zion. It's Victor Wembenyama, the French phenom. He's going to be going to the San Antonio Spurs. And here's how the lottery played out. Got the Spurs number one overall. Hornets number two. Trailblazers number three. Rockets four. Pistons five. Magic six. Pacers seven. Wizards eight. Jazz nine. Mavericks ten. Bulls 11, Thunder 12, Raptors 13, and Pelicans to round it out at 14. And that Bulls pick at 11 is actually conveyed to the Magic. So Magic having the 11th and 6th picks in this one. Could they possibly package that for some players? Will the Warriors be making any moves this offseason? Well, Steve Kerr, head coach of the team, was talking to the media. And we'll continue to take your calls and texts at 888-957-9570. But the big storyline this past season, and it started right at the top, and it was hard to look past it throughout the entire season. It was a cloud that hung over the organization. And whether you wanted to admit it or not, the head coach did yesterday. It was the punch. And the Golden State Warriors culture was lost this year because of it. Here's Steve Kerr talking about it to the media. I think there there was some of that was that was lost this year for sure. You know, it's no 
there's no hiding from it. The uh, the incident with Draymond um, and Jordan at the beginning of the year played a role in that. Um, it's hard for that not to impact a team. And so, you know, we feel like we have a, a great group of, of people um, on the roster, on the coaching staff, in the front office. Um, we have a, a way of doing things that we're, we're very proud of, but um, those things were definitely challenged this year. Um, anytime some trust is lost, um, then it, it makes the process much more difficult. And there was some trust lost. Um, and that's, um, as blunt as I can be. So the only, the only way to, to try to correct course is, uh, t- to continue to, to communicate with, uh, players and coaches and those relationships have to, to be built. The bonds have to be built. I think that's a, a major focus for us this off season is um, we have to get back to what has made us um, really successful, which is uh, you know a, a really trusting environment and a group that um, relies on one another and and uh, makes each other better. Duh, yeah, you think that it factored in the punch from Draymond Green to Jordan Poole? That's all I have to say about that. And the notion that Jordan Poole, from whether it was from the media, the fan base, whatever I heard this entire season, well, Jordan Poole just needs to get over it. No. I'm tired of this. I got legit mad hearing a lot from Steve yesterday about this. And it wasn't what Steve said. So much so as what was being said from people throughout this season. Listen. Jordan Poole is not a made man on this team. We know that. Draymond in, Draymond Green, yeah, Draymond in. Draymond Green is. He's that guy. Draymond Green is a made man on this team. He's won four titles now. He's that dude. He's a future Hall of Famer. Hell, he might even get a statue outside of Chase Center along with Steph and Clay Thompson. That's how much he means to this franchise. But to sit here and listen to Steve Kerr. So actually, no, I am a little mad at Steve now that I'm thinking about it. And Bob Myers, and Joe Lacob, and that entire organization for not doing a thing when Draymond freaking Green punched Jordan Jordan Poole, getting excited here, when he punched him in the face, and they didn't do a damn thing about it. They did not do a damn thing about their young player getting punched in the face. They said, ah, oh, you know. We'll talk to him. He'll slap on the wrist. Yeah. Really? Not even a suspension? Not even suspending him for ring night and saying, you know what, Draymond? You don't deserve to be out here. You're on a timeout. Not even doing that. You couldn't even put him on timeout like I do with my three-and-a-half-year-old. Come on. And to sit here and act like, oh, yeah, you know, just... I really just lingered over the organization. Yeah, because he didn't do anything about it. That's why it lingered. You allow this guy to be a bully for your franchise, both on and off the court, and it's worked to the tune of four championships. I get that. It's worked for you overall. But the future of your franchise, one of the pieces of them you would like to think coming off the title of last year the guy that was trying to get a contract and you were working with, Jordan Poole, you would like to think that guy matters too as a key piece for a future dynasty. I'm not saying he's going to be the next Stephen Curry. No one could duplicate that. But you drafted this guy and you signed this guy to a contract to be a key cog of the future. And him getting punched in the face by a guy who's probably going to be out of here and what? Two years? Maybe three now? Who knows what happens with this contract talk? But to do that and do nothing, it's really a slap in the face on top of a punch in the face already to Jordan Poole. Draymond Green punched him, and the Golden State Warriors organization slapped him in the face after that by not doing anything. Double whammy. It was just, I was so mad listening to a lot. Not on only on this station from some hosts, but from some fans calling in, from the media, 
just the victim blaming on Jordan Poole this season has really pissed me off. He's been put in an impossible situation. The guy that punched him didn't get punished. Where does that happen in any other workplace? Sam Lubman's in here right now. If he punched me or I punched him, you don't think there'd be ramifications? You're damn right there would be. And to have to work with that guy like nothing happened the rest of the year? Seriously? It's just... It it really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And I think it all came to fruition yesterday when Steve Kerr was talking about it to the media. It really pissed me off. Did it piss you off, Warriors fans? 888-957-9570. It's just been one thing after another. No cap. Only time the organization has done anything to him was when they suspended Green for KD because they wanted to keep KD. Guess Poole wasn't on that level. The organization is disgusting. I completely agree, no cap. And I understand there's levels to this. But if any other player did that, any other player did that to Jordan Poole, I don't think they're hesitating to suspend him. But for some reason, Draymond Green is allowed to bully this organization constantly. Bully them. I don't like bullies. Whether it's in school, whether it's in workplaces, whether it's in sports. I understand you have to have that aspect on the court, and that's fine. On the court, leave it all out there. But during practice with your own teammates, come on, man. Punching that guy in the face, a young player like that, when you've been established, Draymond, and I don't care if you're trying to knock him down a peg. I don't care if he's being flashy, if he's being loud, if he feels like he's arrived way too early and he needs to be humbled. You don't punch him in the face, man. You don't do that. You don't. So yeah, Steve Kerr, the culture was lost this season when he decided not to do anything about it. Here's Draymond Green on the Stephen A's World broadcast last night. He had a simulcast going on during the Western Conference Finals Game 1 in which he interviews many people. It's like a Manning cast for the NBA. So here's Stephen A talking to Draymond, and he asked Draymond if the Warriors would still be playing had they not Check that. Had not Draymond punched Jordan Poole. This is interesting. Here's Draymond talking about it. We're not playing right now because when you speak about the fouling, when you speak about all of the slippage that we had as a team on the road not being able to come together, none of those things happen if if that doesn't happen because the voice that I am uh, and the departments that I lead this team in, There was a ton of slippage due to me sitting back, me not saying anything, me trying to allow that situation to play itself out and giving it Mm. time to heal. Well, while you're giving it all of that time, guess what? And I would say probably by February, I started to feel like myself again and speak more. But guess what? There was five months of a season where slippage has just been occurring. And by February, if that slippage has been going on that long, you are who you are at that point. You've built those habits. You've built bad habits. That is who you are now. So to try to correct them then, it's like, okay, you may get a little better. We did. We ended up in the second round of the playoffs, but not at a championship level. Wow. Great for Draymond to have some accountability there. Yeah, you know, me punching Jordan Poole probably cost us maybe another championship. You think? It ruined the culture of the season. It ruined the good vibes. And I don't think... Those vibes, if Jordan Poole and Draymond Green are still both on the team coming in next year, are ever going to return. If you're Jordan Poole, how could you? How could you look at that guy still the same way? You can't. You can't. And I know it's so easy for us sitting at home, sitting on our asses. Oh, just get over it, Jordan. No. You don't get over something like that in a workplace. You just don't. Not when the organization already told you that Draymond Green matters more than you. They told him that straight up by their actions. Actually, Draymond's not going to get suspended, but Jordan, we, we still think that he did a bad thing. So we're, we're going to talk to him um, and, and, and maybe that'll be better moving forward. Kick rocks. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Nikki Legrand, come on, Joe. Did you plan on talking about anything else this morning? We are not JP. We don't know how he feels. Yeah, I know how he feels. 
He talked about it with Logan Murdoch in the ringer when asked about his relationship with Draymond Green. Quote, I don't have no answer for you. Other than that, we was just on the court and teammates, and we was just out there trying to win games. It's just business, honestly, and that's really all it was. It is, it has been, it's just been business. It's been basketball. That tells you all you need to know about his relationship with Draymond Green. So, Nikki Legrand, that's what I have to say about that. He does not F with Draymond Green at all. And that's a problem. If these two are going to be cornerstones for the next couple years for the Golden State Warriors who hope to get back to an NBA Finals. And I don't know if they can do that with both of those guys still on the team together. I don't think a relationship can be mended between those two. Do you? 888-957-9570. Yes, there was more from Steve Kerr. We'll get to that. He actually joined Willard and Dibbs yesterday on top of already talking to the media. They did a hell of a job, Willard and Dibbs, with Steve Kerr. So we'll hear more from that as it pertains to Kaminga, as it pertains to Bob Myers' future, Steve Kerr's own future with the team. But that Jordan Poole stuff, it just it just hit you like a bag of bricks if you're listening to it in the opening thing. It was Ann Killian, I believe, asking him of the uh, San Francisco Chronicle, listen, did the culture, was it lost this year? Yeah, because of the punch. And here's Anthony Slater of The Athletic, R95-7, the Game Warriors insider, talking about whether Poole and Draymond can coexist on this team. Yes. Because I think they're both like professional in the sense of like I don't know Dr- Draymond Green not necessarily he's not the type of guy to show too much shame he like got his voice back he definitely had to kind of I guess neuter his leadership voice for a while during the regular season but he got it back he was he was kind of his boisterous self behind the scenes like in film and all that by middle of the season uh, so I think he could coexist you know. Jordan Poole, that's obviously kind of a bigger question, but the reality is he took a professional approach this season. I mean, he, he was accepting of playing next to him after that event and, and through the full season. Now, do you get the best version of Jordan Poole? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. That's something they need to figure out. They need to have the high-level conversations behind the scenes. They also need to explore what the options are. You know, we can sit here and talk about, like I said, these theoretical, like, oh, what could Draymond get? Oh, what could Jordan Poole get? What if you package Jordan Poole with Kaminga? Like, well, we don't have the answers because I can't call Masai Ujiri right now and be like, what would you really give <laughs> right. up for these guys? Anthony Slater, who joined the Morning Roast yesterday right here on 95.7 The Game. Be sure to download the Odyssey app, favorite 95.7 The Game, for all the interviews. Anthony Slater, Steve Kerr, our guys doing a hell of a job. Nicole Diaz on the YouTube chat. Be sure to like and subscribe via Twitch and YouTube. We are up and streaming. Appreciate all y'all chiming in. Nicole Diaz, Joe, we have no context on what happened or why it happened. Also, Draymond did take time away from the team. He apologized to JP in front of the team and privately. Great. The organization still did nothing. They didn't do anything. And that speaks volumes if I'm Jordan Poole. I expect some ramifications. Him taking some time away does nothing for me. He needs to be punished, and he wasn't, ultimately. And I think that allowed this dark cloud to fester. They had an opportunity to suspend him for ring night, for opening night, to send a message. Steve Kerr could have gotten them on that podium, pre-game, post-game. Yeah, Draymond's not going to be available tonight. He's going to be out because of what he did to Jordan Poole. And I think it's serious enough on ring night We didn't want him to be a part of these festivities because of what he did and his actions have consequences. It was as simple as that. And they couldn't do that little tiny thing. They couldn't just do that little tiny thing to set the tone for the season. And the dark cloud lingered and it lingered and it lingered. Shout out the Cranberries. And they got bounced in the second round. So Steve Kerr finally said what we were all thinking all season long, that this was a dark cloud over the organization. And how do they move past it? I'm not sure if they can. I know Draymond is a part of this team, is going to be a part of this team. I'm pretty confident he signs a new deal with them, whether it's three years, whether it's two years. I'm not sure. I don't think he's opting in to that one-year deal. He's definitely opting out, but I expect... Him to come back, and I expect the Golden State Warriors to run this thing back, just reading between the tea leaves on what Steve Kerr has said 
the last few days. But if that's the case, if Draymond is back and Jordan Poole is back, there needs to be some real deep discussions in that organization. And there needs to be some real heart-to-hearts. And I don't know if Poole will ever get over that. But as Slater said of The Athletic, our 95-7 The Game Warriors insider, they're professionals. And sooner or later, they will move past it. But I don't know if they ever will fully be friends again, quote-unquote. Friends, homies, anything like that. That's long gone. That's long gone. More from Steve Kerr, 888-957-9570, More of him talking about the culture and why it didn't totally disappear this season. I don't think that was all gone and vanished this year. I think there was a lot of that that um, we rely. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. On to get as far as we did. Um, you know, I think down the stretch uh, and into the playoffs, I, th- I thought a lot of who we truly are came out, and that's what gave us a chance. Obviously, the talent, but the, f- the way the guys competed and, and came together in the playoffs was, for me, was very inspiring and, and hopeful uh, because I, I know it's in us. But it was uh, that was threatened um, during the year, and the regular season matters. It really does matter. I know in this day and age of um, you know the players resting and all that stuff sometimes people say just throw that out it, it all matters we won the championship last year after getting off to an 18 and 2 start and these vibes were incredible that carried us forward and um, so this year that was 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 really challenged and we have to we have to fix that they have to fix that that seems to be the biggest problem for this team moving forward in their hopes for another title a fifth ring for Steph Dre and Clay is this culture in a team that hung its hat on being nothing but culture you know you have the core 3 you had it in KD you had Iguodala you had the leadership all there in place this was a team that it didn't care about the regular season because they just smoked everyone for so long now they realize that they're the old ones All the young guys are gunning for them. They left their imprint in this league. And now, they got to win at their own game against guys who may be doing it better than them. You saw that in the Kings series. The Kings, they were playing that same style, and they nearly eliminated the dubs in the first round. Is that culture? Is that just the team getting older? Is that players getting older and not as good? We're going to find out. And I can't wait this summer, because there is still a lot to happen Will Draymond Green still sign? What's going to happen with Jordan Poole? Jonathan Kaminga, we're going to hear more sound from him, from Steve Kerr talking about his future with the team. All of that right here on the pregame show, 888-957-9570 is the number. I guess my question is, as we take a quick break here, this first one, how are you going to mend this relationship? How are you going to fix this culture for the Golden State Warriors? Is it fixable? Let me know at 888-957-9570. This is the pregame show. Joe Spadoni, come on back. 95.7 The Game.
Welcome back, pregame show, Joe Spadoni, 95-7 the game. Thank you to producer extraordinaire of The Morning Roast, Sam Lubman, for always helping me out with YouTube and Twitch in the mornings. He's the guy that sends me over to break and brings me back. It's hard to do solo dello, so I appreciate Sam doing that. He doesn't need to, but he does. He's a good teammate, because that's what a good teammate does, unlike some I know. That wasn't a shot anyone here at the station. That was just a that was a Golden State Warriors uh, one, if you didn't get that. Sam Lovin, by the way, doing a great job with Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast here at Odyssey and 95.7 The Game. Him and Joe Shasky breaking down all your Giants coverage. Get another one last night. Got a little dicey there. Schwarber with the late bomb, but they hang on to beat the Phils. The Giants 4-3, to three, so heating up a little bit. A little baseball. Still May. So I'm not fully invested, but come June, oh, I'll be all about Casey Schmidt, baby. Don't you worry, Sam. Might even get here for uh, get you in here for the cross Jover. The same I am something. The same I am summit. There you go. Five forty five daily. He's not looking at me all. He's locked into his his prep. He's doing a hell of a job, Sam Lubin, ladies and gentlemen. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Continue to take your calls and texts there. Comcast business text line. We've been discussing Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr talking about and talking to the media, I should say, yesterday with his season-ending exit interview, not only with the media, but here on 95.7 The Game. So we'll hear from sound from Steve Kerr, head coach of the Golden State Warriors, talking about the punch and how it affected the team, how it lingered throughout the franchise all season long. And listen, I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. The amount of fans in here texting and calling every day when I brought up the punch back in February, March, January, whenever. Stop talking about it. It doesn't matter. The head coach says it did. The head coach of the Golden State Warriors said it mattered and said it lingered. I don't know what more you need to realize how detrimental that Draymond Green punch on Jordan Poole was. It was bad. And here's Steve Kerr talking to the media yesterday that if Draymond's not back with the team, he has a player option. Is he going to opt in? Is he going to opt out? Is he going to sign a new deal? We're not sure. But Steve Kerr knows if he's not back, they ain't winning a title. Draymond's not back. We're not a championship contender. We know that. I mean, he's that important to winning and to uh, to who we are. So I absolutely want him back. He's a competitor. He's uh, an incredible defensive player. We can check all those boxes. And he and I have built a, a really special relationship that has run the gamut. You know, over the years, we've had our, our share of run-ins, but we've been through so much. We really care about each other and, and work together well. He knows that he had a great season this year from a basketball perspective, but he knows that he also compromised things by what happened um, back in October. And so part of him coming back next year has to be about, you know, rebuilding some of that trust and respect that, that he's earned here for a long period of time. And one thing I love about Draymond is he's always brutally honest and he can take that sort of critique because he knows it's, it's the truth. So I want him back. I think we all want him back. And um, hopefully that's exactly what happens. And, and we get ready to make another run next year. Can that trust come back with Jordan Poole and Draymond Green? All it needs to happen is trust on the court. I don't think the trust will ever be there again in their personal relationship, and their personal lives. It just matters on the court. And when you see it and talk about trust as it pertains to Jordan Poole, you just saw how unsure he was all season long. The money time, money time drop that we loved last season faded. We rarely got to play that. We played money time in a joking manner. Because this team just gagged on itself time and time again. Jordan Poole in and out of the starting lineup. Just when he thinks he's getting it going. When Andrew Wiggins is out. When Steph is out. Eh, back to the bench, Jordan. Just when you think in Game 1 of the Western Conference Semis. Oh, Jordan Poole's back. That'd be a great development this series. Doesn't do anything the rest of it. The defense, non-existent. If the shot's not falling, you're not playing defense. 
You're not really doing anything out on the court. So how is Jordan Poole going to come back next season is just as big as how Draymond Green is going to come back next season as well. 888-957-9570. Another topic of discussion, a major one, throughout these playoffs specifically, was Jonathan Kaminga. What happened there? Was it a lack of trust, Steve? Was it a learning moment? Was it a teaching moment? Or was it just Gary Payton II, Andrew Wiggins coming back, and that means a reduced role for Jonathan? Here's Steve Kerr talking about Kaminga being upset and being frustrated. We've had uh, several conversations you know, during the playoffs. Uh, you know, We had our exit interviews the last few days, so uh, J.K. and I have visited is he upset that he didn't play? I think he's he's frustrated that he didn't play. But I would hope anybody in his situation would be frustrated with 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 not playing. I mean, that's these guys are competitors, and you know they're dying to be out there. And um, you know, I didn't put him out there much, so uh, he has every right to be frustrated. But anything beyond that is just speculation. You know, we had a great conversation. Uh, with Bob Myers, and, and uh, we're excited about J.K. coming back next year. I think he's coming. He's uh, excited to be coming back, and it's all just continued growth. And here's more from head coach Steve Kerr talking with Willard and Dids yesterday on Jonathan Kaminga and his growth. Steph and, and Draymond, they each told me when I asked them at, at dinner you know, a few months back, I said, how, how long before you felt like you could impact winning in the NBA? And uh, Steph said his third year, Draymond said his fourth year. Huh. And these are guys who went to college for three and four years. So you're really, you know, you're really talking about they were 24, 25 years old, you know, with full college experience and multiple years of NBA experience before they felt like they could impact winning. So, you know, I, I'm going to reiterate it. This stuff does not happen overnight. And, you know, J.K. had a really good year. He helped us win, win a lot of games. He replaced Wiggs when Wiggs was out. He did a great job. And then the playoffs are, you know, they're a different animal. And you get Wiggs and Gary back, and suddenly there's a lot of depth out there. And, you know, you're, 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 you're going you're gonna to have a harder time, you know, making an impact at, at such a young age with so little experience. There's just there's so many nuances in every, every single play, and all these young guys have have a lot to learn, and that that will come with time, but we can't rush it. That's all fine and dandy, but when you haven't injured Andrew Wiggins in the Western Conference semis in Game 6 in a must-win situation, and he's getting destroyed by LeBron James, and you have LeBron just attacking Moses Moody, I can't get a couple coming of minutes. Really? I understand the sentiment. I understand what Steve Kerr is trying to say there. But in today's game, whether it's the NFL and you're playing your quarterbacks right away, whether it's Major League Baseball and you're seeing it now with Casey Schmidt calling him up too early or too late, whatever have what have you, playing time, I know there's a whole different dynamic in baseball. But it's true in all these sports. you got to play the young guys. It's all about developing by playing now. It's not about sitting on the bench. I think that whole philosophy, I think you can toss that out the window you got to play the young guys, whether it's the NFL, whether it's Major League Baseball, whether it's the NBA, whether it's Premier League, what have you. You have got to play these young guys. Got to give them confidence. It worked for Moses Moody. It worked for him. Didn't play him at all in the regular season. I'm shocked that guy's not confidence is gone. Shocked that didn't happen. Going down to the G League multiple times, you thought he was going to be a fixture throughout this season. Now in the playoffs, you finally turn to him. Oh, look, looks like this guy could be a fixture and be a bench piece moving forward. That's what he solidified himself as these past playoffs. Why couldn't that be with Jonathan Kaminga? I have to believe that attitude had played a part in it. I just have to believe that. Kerr won't acknowledge it, but that had to have played a reason for why Jonathan got a lot of DNPs. Just had to. Doesn't make sense otherwise. You had an injured Wiggins. Moody was getting bodied. Gary Payton, the Gary Payton the second on LeBron James against Switch. God bless him. You needed a big body, whether it was on AD, whether it was on someone. And Jonathan Kaminga, what does he do best? He's plucky. He's athletic. He's strong. Just would have liked to see a couple minutes here and there, but it didn't happen. It wasn't meant to be. 
And that's going to be another interesting storyline heading into next season. 888-957-9570. Going to take a quick break. Come on back. Joe Shasky is going to join me on the other side for the cross Jover, as he does each and every week. Get his thoughts on Steve Kerr's comments yesterday. Victor Wembenyama going to the Spurs and the Lakers going down 0-1 in the series against the Nuggets, who take it 132-126 to in Denver. All that coming up next with Joe Shasky right here on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Pre-game show, Joe Spadoni, 95-7 The Game. Time now for the crossover, where Joe Shasky of the Morning Roast joins me, as he does every Monday through Friday at 5.45 at this time. And we've just been discussing Steve Kerr, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr talking to the media yesterday, talking with Willard and Dibbs right here on 95-7 The Game. And be sure to download that Odyssey app, favorite 95-7 The Game, for that interview. You guys did a hell of an interview yesterday with... Anthony Slater of The Athletic, R95.7 The Game, Warriors Insider. And listen, the main takeaway I got from those comments from Steve Curry yesterday was <laughs> just, I was I was actually pissed. Like, I was texting in the chat randomly. Like, I was just listening back. I was like, I'm pissed off for Jordan Poole. He got a really raw deal this past season. And I think he got undeservedly crushed by a lot of people, not only at this station, by fans, by media. He's just been taking L after L. And it's not, to, it's... Draymond Green is the guy that punched him, and it feels like he got away scot-free. And, and that just sucks. Well, no, the, the funniest part is that it's almost as if Draymond went under like the the, the waterfall and was like, uh, now I will be 100% candid. I ruined the season. You think? Yeah. Duh. You, th- you think? Duh. Really? Right. And, and then ima- I love how Steve Kerr like finally acknowledges it. It's just so funny, because like, uh, hey, this happens all the time. So we heard from so many people. Oh my God, January, February, March, whenever we bring it up, Shasky, even on this here, so why funny. are you guys talking about it? It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it clearly does when the guys aren't playing Rudy well. Rudy Gobert! Yeah, and everyone hates him. Yes. <laughs> like that, and, and everyone outside of Golden State kind of hates Draymond Green, too. Like, that's, it's not like, that's just a fact. Like, well, uh, forget, the, forget what they were saying yesterday, because I know we're going to break it all down. We're going to talk about everything. General consensus. I always find this interesting. I was playing softball last night, and everyone's asked me, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Like, it's the topic du jour. Throughout the entire game, everyone's got their opinions. I couldn't believe how many people were ready to move off of Clay immediately mm. and keep Draymond. I mean, I it, thought it would be reversed. It's recency bias a little bit, probably, right? Because so like, he looked so bad in that Lakers series. But you're right. Like, he was like, I mean, like if we're talking about people that were on, like, even, as much as people love Draymond, Clay was on an untouchable level for a variety of reasons six months ago, he a was. year ago. Yeah. And man, I, I can't believe how many people I, I was like jaw dropped. Well, and you look back at the season he had, he had 300 threes, he had a great, like, he had that, what, stretch in January, he was like, this guy, this is like his greatest stretch of his career, which is crazy considering the guy's coming off two major injuries, two serious surgeries and stuff like that, so you just look back, and it's just so bad, the season, how it ended, it just left a lot of question marks, and one of them being, is this core still viable and I still think it is. And listen, I well, think there's th- a big difference between viable and can get the bulk of the work done. And because of you marrying yourself to them, like, see, this is the thing. It's not do you love these guys? You do love these guys. Do you love these guys enough? And can yeah. they take the bulk of the salaries while also fielding a competitive enough team to put yourself in a position to win a championship? Which is a much more different question than are they viable? And that's well, that's the ultimate thing too. Is like, can this core still be the best three players on the court and win a title? I say no. If you want to add Wiggins in there to that core, not quite like the original core three. I get it, but Wiggins, he's signed a contract. He's going to be a part of this team for the foreseeable future. He's got to be the number two. I don't think he can be a two. I think he's a three on most teams that want to win a championship. You know what's funny? He was a two last year in the playoffs, right? Yes. And and that was huge. But Marcus Thompson II had a great article. He's like, can this team have a two by committee? That's kind of what they did for most of this season, right? They didn't Do you really have a closer two. by committee. 
The numbers suggest I should, right? Like, the numbers tell me uh-huh. I should, but when push comes to shove exactly. in the playoffs, Shasky, you want Kenley Jansen yeah, out there. Exactly. Right? Like, you, you know want those guys. You know what's funny? Is that we now live in a society where I think a lot of people realize money matters. Yes. And how you allocate your funds matter. Think about what we went through for the last three and a half years. What businesses are thriving? The ones that have capital to make mistakes and can still have wiggle room to do things, yeah. right? Small mom and pops have never felt the squeeze more. The, the rising cost of goods, the rising cost of inflation, the rising cost of, uh, of just living in general, gas prices. Like, think about the squeeze all of us have been going through, okay? Who's thriving? Big businesses that have unlimited payrolls, but those who have small amounts of payrolls and very little wiggle room are struggling. You know, it's very difficult. Your misses are exasperated. The Warriors' financial situation is dire. And I don't think people understand how if you do stick with this core, as in Steph, Clay, and Draymond, can you win? Yeah, there are things you can do. It limits the amount of moves that you can make. And so they have to get super creative. If they either, Even if they want to roll it back, quote-unquote, you don't have a lot of moves. No. Well, that's the thing. That's You kind of have to roll it back at that point because they're, what, what are the moves, Jassy? Like, 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 let's put this down. $50 million guaranteed for Steph next year. That's the cap hit. It's 71% of the cap is just Clay and Steph next year. Yeah, and 71. 40, yeah, and then 43 for Clay. So, like, that's... Like you're not moving off clay. I don't think you are. Like who's taking that? I know. I know. Like, I know you and Bonte talk about that a lot. People, there's always a sucker out there too. I don't know how you can watch this past series, both of them, the Kings and uh, the Lakers series, and be like, huh? You know, we'll get the best version of Clay. How could you say that? Well, I think the best version of Clay is is having a come to Jesus moment with him and just saying like, you're a sixth man. You can't shoot yourself. Well, no, I don't even know about six. Forget the defining role. It's you can't shoot. Like I don't want to like like box him in because I think that that that's where we can get in trouble. Bench, you know, sixth, seventh. Forget that, dog. You can't just be gunning in every single game trying to find it but, at all times. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, if he's not hitting his shots and he's not playing gr- good defense, like, what are you then? Like, that's like that's seriously that's what it comes down to. Me. He's not playmaking. He's not driving to the rack. He this this is an off season for him where he has to add something to his repertoire. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but he needs to add well, something. I think he's a guy. As we talk about him individually, to me, it's more about the guys you have on the court with him. You cannot play GP two Looney and Draymond with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. There's no. the, the, the offensive struggles. P- teams are sagging off, and then no matter where Clay goes, he needs to be an ultimate catch and shoot guy. He needs to be somebody like forget what his is he the bench? Is he a two a four? He needs to be catch and shoot, coming off of screens, balanced floor. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. If I want to maximize who I believe him to be, which is one of the great shooters, even at this point in his career, one of the great shooters in the league, the best version of him is not having three non-shooters on the floor. Absolutely. And you saw what the Nuggets were doing last night. You saw the contributions from Michael Porter Jr., three of six from beyond the arc. You saw Jamal Murray, four of eight. You know, Jokic and Murray hitting some of the most ridiculous three-pointers I've ever... Well, they ever. were balanced. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. And Brown they off were. the bench. Brown off the bench I mean, was Brown great. Brown off the bench yesterday. 16 points, 16 points. Like, it, it felt more impactful than any JP game, even though the like JP had moments in the playoffs, like game one, for yeah. example, against the Lakers. Yeah. Brown was awesome on both ends. He was awesome. Like And, and just credit to the Nuggets. Their depth, They like Mike Malone trusted. And you're starting to see the shrinking of rotations, right? Both Ham and... And uh, Malone yesterday, there's eight, eight people deep. You're going to start seeing this in the conference finals. Who do these guys trust the most? And it goes back to trust and what Steve Kerr was talking about yesterday with the media. Trust in Jordan Poole and Draymond Green and the culture of this team. How does it get fixed, Yasky? Does it get fixed? Can it get fixed? I'm being serious. Like, like if, if we're hanging our hat on Golden State Warriors culture, we like to say oh, heat culture, heat culture. Can they fix this? Uh, well, this is like, what I would ask. Like, like, seriously. What, can I ask, what what changed in 72 hours for Draymond Green? Why all the reflection? Does he sniff around and realize that he doesn't have as many options as he thought he did? Well, he heard his head coach basically throw him under the bus saying, you're the reason we suck this year. Yeah, I know, but like, like that's you, you what were so said. defiant yeah. that, uh, you know, that we we're a championship team, and no, 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 none of that stuff had anything. And then all of a sudden, the season ends, and now all of a sudden, you're, you're, you know, you're sitting there, analyze this, analyze that. I find it to be... I find it to be interesting. I, I'm telling you, just my interpretation. Does he have suitors? Yes. 
Is his market as robust as what he thought? No. Do you think him coming off the bench was a wake-up call around the league? Like, oh, this guy isn't as impactful as we once thought he was? I mean, I think... I think like, I know there was different circumstances of why you did that, taking him off the bench, mm-hmm. all, all that sort of stuff, but do you think how he played in these playoffs hurt his value moving forward? Because there were some games here and there where it's like, ugh, this, particularly this Lakers series, and they were talking about Slater yesterday... Did he not give Max effort because of a clutch thing? Look, there's always been this element of the Warriors have valued him higher than what other teams yes. would value him. There's always been an element of what would he look like without Steph Curry. There's always been an element of, yeah, he fits for them, but I don't know if he fit with us. There's always been an element of, God, I don't know if I want to play with him. Like These are just things from the outside, yes. right? Thinking from the outside. And then there's the element of, he did have a back injury last year, and he missed a significant ton of time. And, and here's the other thing, guys. Like everyone, oh, they're going to stay. They can roll it back. He's 33. He's not getting any younger. I mean, look around. Look at what the Nuggets rolled out there last night. Okay? Those are a team full of guys in their prime, for the most part. They're all in their physical peak prime, essentially. Yeah. Right? So, being an older player, can you? Of course, you can win, but we're relying on too many of the older, older, older types. That's Joe Shasky. He's coming up next with Bonte Hill. Who, who do you guys got today? You got Dalton Johnson coming on. No, we got good vibes. Oh, good vibes? Good vibes. Good vibrations? Giants win again? Oh, my goodness. Hey, Casey Schmidt. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.